Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lead Lap Show. My name is Tom Baker. It is great to be with you for the next hour or so to talk motorsports. We are broadcasting live, as always, from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. And joining me in the studio, we have a special guest for this episode, a young man who's been with us a couple of times before, but has not been on the show since we've been on WSIC's air. And I wanted all of you to get to know him. He's a really, uh, really outstanding young man and um, a rising star in the local motorsports ranks. Just completed the 10 race cookout summer shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway um, just a, a week or so ago. His name is Lucas Vera. Lucas, it is great to have you back in the studio again. Great to see you too, uh, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I hope you are as well. You are now 15 years old. Yes, sir. And you were born and raised in Charlotte? Yes. Okay. So um, how does a 15-year-old who was born and raised in Charlotte get interested in racing? How old were you? And kind of walk us through what uh, kind of piqued your curiosity about the sport. Yeah, I'll tell you. So um, when I was really young... um, one of my first ever um, birthday parties, my cake, um, my parents, they uh, they made a race car cake for me, and uh, I remember I've seen my my photo. My parents have pictures of, of the cake and everything. So you were birthday. too young to remember it. Yeah, it was okay. a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> well, you're only 15. It wasn't that long. <laughs> but it was a it was a Jeff Gordon cake. I remember seeing oh, his uh, good yeah his die cast on the car the uh, the rainbow paint scheme. Okay. Yeah. So is that what first sort of drew you to to racing? Yeah, that was that's what drew me into cars obviously. Um I really liked, you know, playing with the die cast cars and then um okay. the movie uh Cars, that really inspired me too. I'd I'd yeah. watch that probably four times a day until my parents <laughs> would tell me to shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time for the soap operas. Mom wants the T V back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, cars probably influenced a lot of our younger drivers, uh, of the day, quite honestly, um, which is great. I mean, they're, they're great movies and, you know, so many of the, the real, uh, drivers and personalities in the sport were the voices, right? You had Daryl Cartrip with Daryl Waltrip, right? And, um... Uh, gosh, who did I just read yesterday? I think it was, was it Kyle Petty was in one of them, I think, I too. Think, I think so, yeah. yeah. And Kyle's new book just came out. Um, uh, you all in the audience should look it up. Kyle Petty, I think it's, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but just look it up. I'm sure uh, Google knows everything. It will tell you. Kyle Petty just released this book, and it is a fantastic uh, book. I think it's going to be a great book. Uh, I pre-bought it for Audible because Kyle did the voiceover yeah. for it, did his own voice. So um, it should be a lot of fun listening to him tell his story, basically. Sure. Yeah. So, all right. So from Cars, the movie, how does the real thing happen for you? Yeah. So um, when I was about uh, six years old, uh, my dad bought my first uh, dirt bike for me. Okay. He bought me a little uh, Honda Wee bike, you know, really small for me. And that's kind of what started it all, you know. Um, he'd take me in his little pickup truck to a field, and, you know, we kind of ride there for fun. And um, once I got some experience from doing that, um, I started racing motocross throughout, like, locally, like, North Carolina and South Carolina. 
I raced that for about a two, two and a half years, two years. I won a couple of championships in motocross too. And how old were you? I was about uh, eight year, seven, eight years old. Wow, yeah. that's young. Yeah, I'm sure your mom was a big fan of that. No, she wasn't. <laughs> that's why <what laughs> that they, was kind of the point. They, yeah. they pulled me out of it's it. Being sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you when you got out of the two wheel stage, um, you went. So obviously, you went into something with four wheels. What was it? Yeah, so my my parents didn't really want me to get too injured when I was riding dirt bikes because, you know, a lot of people, you know, break bones and stuff. Oh, yes. They didn't want yes. me to... Yes, limping is a characteristic of yeah. uh, two-wheelers, yes. Yeah, they didn't want me to uh, see me go through that. So after um, motocross, I stepped into go-karts. Go-karts, okay. Yeah, I raced uh, asphalt go-karts. On so, road courses or old Road courses. Oh, so you were running, what, two-cycle? Two-cycles. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, Man so. Cup. WK's yeah. Men Cup. That's Manufacturer's Cup for yeah. those of you who don't know the short name. So my main track I, uh, I started um, practicing on was uh, GoPro Motorplex. Okay, right yeah. here in Mooresville. Yeah, sure. that was the local track for me. Um, we bought a little go-kart and transferred over from uh, motocross to that. And, you know, it took me a long time to, to learn the right racing line. Since, I bet it did. Yeah, because, you know, it's a whole different world when you step from two wheels to four car or four wheels. Yeah. Yeah, so like when you first and and then you you went to a road course too, which is kind of its own set of learning skills, right? Because you you really have to learn, you know, how to outbreak people, you know, when to break, where to the, the road racing is so much about arc, about yeah. arcing the corner, right? It's such a I always tell people it's much prettier than oval track because oval track you can sort of throw the car around the corner, you can't do that on a road course. Um you know, you need to be very smooth with the brake and the gas. And, and um, so that was qu- – I'm sure that was quite a changeover for you coming off of a two-wheel um, kind of a, um, like motocross kind of experience. Yeah. Um, it took me about like a year so I could actually like have a strong foundation to like yeah. a racing line and how to pass other carts. Did you own your cart? Do your parents own your cart? Or did yeah, you... they, they okay. own their cart. Actually, I still have the cart till this day. You do? Yeah, it's in oh, my wow. garage. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. Well, someday when you win the Daytona 500, that cart will be a real memento that you'll just hang in the in the uh, museum somewhere, Lucas Vera Museum. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. Well, it, uh, and that's a dream worth chasing. So um, so talk about how did you do in the go-karts? So um, I did all right. Um I did go-karts for about a year or two, um, well, so I learned a lot from it, you know. Um, I was able to travel a little bit. I did some of the um, WKA events. Yeah. So, like, I traveled to Daytona for Kart Week. Fun. Then I did uh, Jacksonville, too, which was pretty oh, fun. Oh, the track with the bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, there's there's a part of the Jacksonville course, again, for our listeners, that they call it the bowl because that's kind of what it's shaped like. Yeah, it's all banked. Yeah. It's so fun. One, 103rd Street. Yep. Com- Motorplex or whatever it's called in yeah. Jacksonville. That's an awesome course. I love it. Um, so um, was that your favorite track or was Daytona or, or was there a different track that you preferred? Um. I'd say probably Jacksonville was probably the most fun track yeah. just because, the, you know, the banking, you're able to get, like, such a run Oof. on that banking and then chase them down the straightaway. Absolutely. Draft off of them and stuff. So, yeah. Just to give you an idea, I announced Man Cup one year, Manufacturers really? Cup. I think it was 2004, if I remember right. And um, Sage Karam was a junior 
racer yeah. in Man Cup at that point. So he was still in the junior classes. So I've known Sage a long time and watched him grow into being one heck of a race car driver for sure. Um, so you go from go-karts and you run those for a few years. At what point did you decide it was time to move to something else and why? What? Why did you do it when you did it? So here, I'll tell you why. So um, whenever I was racing karts, I was probably about 11 years old, and uh-huh. I was a really big boy for my age. You can see now I'm pretty tall, you know? Well, yeah. So at that age, you know, I was so big, and the the weight advantage was okay. really bad. Yeah. Because all the other kids be. had, like, a ton of lead on their carts, and I didn't. I hardly had any lead because I was so heavy and, and tall at the time, and they were just so tiny and short where, like, whenever they're just riding in a track, you know, the air just, like, blows right past them, and since I'm really tall, it kind of, like, blocks the air. You know that what I mean? That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Now, um, so, and, and again, uh, just for the people listening, so the advantage of having lead weight versus all the driver weight is you can put the lead weight where you want it to make the car handle better. When yeah. you've got a bigger driver who doesn't need the lead, that driver's sort of sitting right square in the middle. Yeah. And, yeah, so the, so it is hard to set up a cart like that. I totally get it. And I was always big, too, so yeah. I was running heavy or super heavy, um, you know, in, in the cart. So um, it's a big deal. So you, you, you decided to move on. And I did you go to Bandoleros? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So talk about how did you find the Bandos and talk about the transition. So how I found them, um, you know, actually when I was uh, pretty young, during when I was uh, racing karts, my dad would take me to go watch the summer shootout. Okay. Yeah, so I knew, I knew at the time, you know, legend cars and Bandos were a thing. You know, I really liked going out there with my dad. It was like the Jack in the Box shootout at the time. So okay, yeah, yeah. It's been time. like it, it. The shootout is. It's kind of funny because I. It, it's been like three or four different yeah, restaurants, yeah, and yeah. I think cookouts on the second tour. Yeah, used to be Bojangles. I think it was. It, well, I think it was Jack in the Box first, wasn't yeah. it? And Jack then the Bojangles, and then it might have been Jack in the Box. I don't know. And then yeah. all of a sudden, cookout is yeah. So yeah. it it keeps sort of rotating. <laughs> Um, as some parents in our audience are probably saying, oh, it keeps rotating bad food sponsors. They're not <laughs> healthy. If it's a kid's thing, it should be healthy. Um, but y'all don't eat much salad, do you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. So so your, dad's, your dad went to the shootout and you kind of got exposed to it and you're going to get a bando. Do you buy a bando or do you hook up with a team? So that's the thing. Um, I actually did the driving school at the fifth mile right behind the oh, uh, speedway. Okay. Yeah. I tested the first time in a bando at the driving school. Okay. And when I got into it, you know, I really liked it because it was something I've never done before. You know, it was flat, oval, you know, something yeah. different. Well, the fifth, yeah, fifth mile and flat don't always go together because, you know, they've always had the problem with it sinking a little bit. Yeah. So you kind of go downhill at one end and uphill at the other. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. That um, that must have been really interesting for you to be in a kind of an enclosed car sort of situation be, be, other than, a you know, instead of a go-kart. Yeah, it was a, a big change, and I just kind of fell in love with it ever since I started uh, testing or driving the band. I was like, I really like this, Dad, so, like, we ended up uh, joining a team. Okay. And you were how old? I was about probably 11, 11 years old. At 11, you would have driven anything your dad put in front of you, I promise. <laughs> we're going to talk more about Lucas and his career and let you get to know him even better when we come back. We'll be back with more League Lap after this. 
Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lab Radio. Boy, old Birdman gets around. He is actually running over 100 races in 2022 in 18 different types of cars. It's incredible. His schedule is crazy. Um, I was trying to ask him the other day. Uh, which airport he lived at because it's basically all he does is fly all over the country, but um, doing a great job and uh, just a really uh, fun personality too. So uh, good to have Nathan bringing us back from break. We have Lucas Vera in the studio with us here at WSIC talking about his career. And when we uh, went to break, we were just beginning to talk about uh, the transition to the Bandolero and uh, what's called Inex, which stood for inexpensive when it was um, invented back when Humpy Wheeler and, and the folks invented uh, Legends of Banda Racing back in 1990, in the early 90s. Um, I don't know if I consider it inexpensive anymore, but yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. it's still less than uh, running a big car in some cases. But um, anyways, uh, the, 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 the neat thing about the Bandoleros is that... Um, it's a good beginner car, I think. I think the the interesting thing about a Bandolero is that it's it's only got suspension on the rear. On the rear, yeah. There's no, no front, front suspension. suspension. It's kind of like slamming a go kart into a car and then calling it a Bandolero, right? Yeah. So your transition then from a go kart to a Bandolero is sort of interesting because you only gain two shocks, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like it's you only have to learn the back. The front yeah. kind of feels like a go kart, right? So. Talk a little bit about driving the Bandolero and, and kind of when you first started, what was it like to get used to that after getting out of the go-kart? Yeah, so it's obviously, it's a Briggs and uh, Stratton motor. So yeah. it's like, so it's an oversized lawnmower in, in, engine. Yeah. So it's making Kind of like, your, well, you're, well, actually, you had a two-cycle. So yeah, yeah. the four-cycle carts are Briggs too. Yeah. So it used to be. It makes like 40 horsepower. So like, yeah. I mean, about the Bandos, the key things to that, to driving those is just building momentum. Since uh, you got barely any horsepower, you know? Yeah. You got to build momentum and just, like, hit your marks. Yep. So I started, um, my dad, he bought me a, a, a Bandolero, and um, we uh, we actually, <laughs> we went to Georgia to go pick it up on RacingJunk.com, if you know what that is. Yeah, Racing Junk yeah, uh, yeah. website where yeah. buy and sell, it's a classified site for motorsports. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, we're able to find a good deal, so, you know, we uh, drove to Georgia Got the bando and just stuck it in the back of the truck. There you go. <laughs> yeah, literally like that. So uh, redneck racing. Literally, <laughs> that's how it should be. I wish we could still do that. Yeah, I think some people still do, but not very many anymore. Yeah. So um, I think we had about half a week before we could go out and race. Okay. We, we went straight to the shootout, like round four, right in the middle. Oh of it. wow! Was yeah. that your first race in a bando? Was it the shootout? Yep. <laughs> wow. For those of you listening, that's pretty much like my first football game is the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, Tell me about that first experience. <laughs> we, Me and my dad, we didn't really know what we were doing. But back at the time, um, my dad had been pretty good friends with Walter and Jordan Stillwell, if you okay. know who they are. Sure. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So, um, by the way, my parents own restaurants, obviously, and they'd always come eat at my restaurants. And that's how my parents knew them. Well, now see that you mentioned that, because I was going to ask you later about that. But now that you mentioned it, throw them a plug. What restaurants do your parents own so we can get everybody in our audience to go, like, have dinner? Of course, yeah. Lunch? Best Mexican food. <laughs> okay. So Mexican's good. 
My mom owns a Mexicasa restaurant and grill. It's in uh, Harrisburg, North Carolina. Mexicasa. Yeah, it's on okay. uh, Highway 49. There you go. Yeah, it's actually right by uh, U.S. Legend Cars. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. works out. Yeah. Okay. So we have that one. We, I think we've been running it for about 14, 14 years. So about as long as you've been on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Okay. And my dad, he recently opened one. We just had the uh, first year anniversary. It's called a La Catrina Mexican Bar and Grill. Okay. Which is in uh, Kannapolis. Oh, okay. Yes. So they're different names. Yeah, they're, they are different names. Just they're cooked a little bit differently. That's interesting. Yeah. So they both. So it's not like they franchised and one keeps track of one and one keeps track of the other. They're two totally different. Pretty the only much. thing in common is Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Okay. That's fun. So two restaurants. Yes. Okay. So um, wearing uh, Kannapolis is your dad's restaurant. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on uh, South Main Street. Okay. So it's real close to the uh, – it's kind of close to the Cannonballer Stadium, if you know where that is. Okay. So like right, downtown yes. Kannapolis. Okay. So if you are in Kannapolis, go to – La Katrina. And that's on South Main Street. If you're in Harrisburg, go to Mexicasa, um, and that is on – uh, Highway 49. Highway 49. That's right. I should know that. Um, okay. So, um, cool. Now that we've got the restaurant plugs out of the way. <laughs> so back to the Bando. So your dad bought the Bando and did you just sort of take it to the Stillwells then? Yeah. Well, actually, and- we just literally took it to the track, how it was. And uh, Stillwell just, you know, went over it when we were at the track. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had and- you made that arrangement previous or they just sort of adopted you when you got there? Um, I mean, I guess you could still, my dad let them know that, you know, I bought a bando for my son and, you know, if he can help oh, us. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So there was a, cause I, I, I ask that because in our sport, it's not uncommon at the local level that when somebody goes to a track for the first time and the other teams see that they really, you know, they kind of need some help to figure out how to do what they need to do it's not uncommon for other teams just to sort of jump in without being prompted but yeah you, you would you would have an arrangement for them to kind of help you with it if they could so that's awesome yeah so um we went out to the shootout um i was in a uh, beginner bandits right and um it was pretty solid uh my first race i'm pretty sure we finished the top five nice yeah i, st- I have the trophy it's somewhere in my house but oh, that's awesome yeah i was able wow. to get a top five on my Good first start in a bando Really exciting, you know. And ever since I finished well in that in the first race, I was like, man, I want to do this again and again and again. Well, I and bet again. you did. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Uh, now, going from road course to oval track, what was that like for you? Um, it was a big, big uh, transition, you know. Um, ovals, you kind of there's like one line that you really yeah. need to stick to because, like in road course, you can, like you said, you could arc it out, yep. change your braking zone, and your gas points and stuff like it's that. way more technical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And an oval, you know, it's kind of more laid out, and you just need to really hit your marks and, and you know, get the nice braking, uh, braking zones, have enough wheel in it in the center, and, you know, hit a right uh, gassing point on the exit, you yep. know, that stuff. So um, we, finished, we finished the shootout in the, in the beginners, and once the shootout was done, um, back at the time, Concord Speedway was still a thing. Oh, yeah, the quarter mile. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out there for my first time, and um, it was my first time there. I didn't expect much. Um, really odd track when I first went there. You know how it's, like, oddly banked? 
Yeah, yeah. It was definitely different. It was almost a D. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Very much like a D. There was a little diamond point. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there for the first time, and uh, we ended up winning that race. Wow. Yeah. My you won fir- your first time at. My first time wow, at Concord. Wow, good for you. Yeah, so uh, that obviously excited me a lot. I was able to get two wins that day since it was a doubleheader, I'm pretty sure. And uh, we started racing Concord since I had a, uh, weekend shows there for the Bandos and Legends. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, um, I'm sure we, we stayed in Beginners for like a month or two more before they kicked me up to Bandits. Yeah, and and again, for the audience, the U.S. Legends who runs the the, the series, um, if, you're, if you're in Beginners and you start whooping on everybody and they can <laughs> see that you clearly have the skill set to go up to the Bandits class, you just take the beginner name out of it, you go up to the next class called Bandits. They'll just basically tell you, get out, you're moving up, <laughs> which is which is not a bad thing. It's obviously a compliment. So that's yeah. great. Okay. So uh, we obviously gained more experience. We had to take off the uh, restrictor plate, and that was on the beginner. So that was uh, pretty different. A little bit more speed. Yeah. Yeah, so more fun. <laughs> oh, sure. More fun Speed's for Speed's always fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, It's not we- fun for mom, but it's more fun <laughs> for you. <laughs> we run some bandit races in, uh, at Concord, you know. It was kind of like throwing me in with the wolves, but eventually, you know, I got more used to it. We're able to snag a couple top fives in the in the bandit division that year, and then what most excited me was the road course because they run uh, road courses for bandos and legends in the winter. Uh huh. So we were able to uh, do the winter heat series. That's back at Charlotte. At Charlotte. Yep, they run the winter heat series there, um, and it's kind of it's now part of the Roval. But before yeah. the Roval, it was just part of the infield road course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But big and fast track for Bandos, you know. And yeah. since I had the go-karting experience, that definitely helped me a lot once we got into the road course. I and bet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was able to get my first win in the Bandit division at the road course. That's awesome. Yeah. So won some races there, and um, I really loved the road course. Yeah. So... How long did you graduate out of Bandits before the next shootout, or did you stay through the next shootout and then move up? So, actually, I was still uh, young at the time, and I was able to run Bandits for one more year. Okay. And so I ran Bandits, I think, when I was, um, for my last year in Bandits, I was about 12. Okay. Yeah, 12. And um, You were still with Stillwells, Yes, right? Stillwell <laughs> Racing, yeah. They 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 helped me a lot in the whenever I first started racing. So my last year in the Bennett, we we're gonna fight for a national championship since I'd gained a lot more experience. So we um we went off to Citrus County Speedway in for for winter nationals yep. that year. Yep. I think we we snagged a win and all top fives and we tied points with the leader for the little championship they had there. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So that was obviously a great kickoff for the year. So you were like a co-champion? I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Tied for tied. Yeah. You yeah. And another guy tied. It's I co-champion. They, I think they gave him the tiebreaker, though. Oh. Yeah. Why? They they like I him think, better than you? <laughs> <laughs> I think he had, he had like two wins, and I had one win. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's so how they did it. They okay. bit, well, that's fine. It off you still finished second. That's yeah. a great your first yeah okay yeah. i'm gonna we'll hold up a minute because we're, we, we're close to a break here so let's take the break and when we come back we'll talk more about uh the career of lucas vera here and then uh on uh, lead lap right after this 
HD3, Howie DeSavino bringing us back from break and Howie, a driver making his uh, presence in the Xfinity series this year has run a few few times and uh, the last time out for Team Alpha Prime, um want to say, was it Richmond maybe, um, finished 17th. So uh, did a really nice job there and Howie is a great driver and a fine young man. We've got a Fine young man who is learning to be a great driver as well in the studio with us. Lucas Vera is the driver we're talking to today on League Lap. And we were talking about how you went to Florida for uh, Winter Nationals at Citrus County Speedway down there and ended up second in points, basically a tiebreaker situation. You tied for the championship and then lost the tiebreaker by a win, basically, um, which is fair enough, I guess. <laughs> so, um, But that is run as part of what we call Speed Weeks at, in February at the same time that all of the big events are going on at the dirt tracks and the asphalt tracks down there. And then, of course, Daytona. Um, is what caps all that off. Did you get a sense when you were down there running at Citrus County? Like, does it feel any different to be a part of Speed Week and know that all that other stuff is going on, or is it just you're just racing at a track? No, no, it was it was really sick um, at the time because, you know. That means good for those of you my age. <laughs> because at the end of the week, um, me and my dad got to go to Daytona to watch the, the race. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you went to the 500. Um, we didn't go to 500. I think we went to the, because it got rained out that year oh, okay. and it had postponed the Monday. To Monday? Yeah. Okay. But we did see the Xfinity race. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the truck race. But cool. It was just a blast of a weekend. Yeah, I bet yeah. it was. That's pretty awesome. Okay. So take us forward from, uh, from there then. Yeah. So, um, after the, uh, winter national series, um, we had the Concord Speedway spring series which uh, helped us in the national points. I'm pretty sure we snagged a win there in a bunch of top fives. Oh, cool. Yeah, in the Bandit Series. And um, once the little uh, season at uh, Concord finished, it was obviously May, uh, which is shootout time. Shootout time. Yeah. So we are really excited that year uh, going into the shootout series. And um, once that kicked off, we were able to win round two and uh, go win four four rounds of that uh championship and obviously win the championship too wow congratulations yeah. thank so you yeah. that was still in the band though that was bandits right? and the bandits, yeah, yeah okay wow good for you yeah so size didn't matter as much <laughs> apparently yeah <laughs> so that's a good thing um now did you go to legends from there or did you go to outlaw no so after that you know um that fall we we started testing in a legend car at the fifth mile okay to get a feel of it and um i liked it so we we're like why not why not go to a legend car next year because like we didn't want to stay in the bandos that long no you know? yeah <laughs> so we uh ended up moving up to a legend car um my parents had uh surprised me for my birthday with a legend a brand new legend car i think i want to say 29 late 2019 2020 okay. they surprised me in january with the legend car and wow um, we were able to go out to the Winter Heat Series in the Legend Car and race the quarter mile and then the road course. So big learning curve from the Banda to a Legend. You and and that's what I love about the Winter Heat Series is that you get you at least they used to. I don't know if they did it this year, but used to be half on the quarter mile, which is or the fifth mile, 
one of those two, but half on the oval track and half on the road course. And I love the versatility that 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 kind of teaches to to you guys because you had it gave you time to learn both. Of course, you you had already had the go kart experience, the road course, and had already been a winner in the bando on the road course. It probably wasn't that much different for you, but I just love when they used to split it up. Um, I think that's a really cool deal. So how did you do in the winter heat? Um, I did fine. You know, I was still learning, you know, shifting points and how deep you can actually uh, drive these things and what's what on were the, the limits. Course. Yeah, because yeah. there's obviously limits to these cars, and if you go over it, it'll get ugly at the road course. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. it can, for sure. So did you go? Did you, did you then go back to Concord with it and then run the shootout, or did you go straight to shootout? Concord has shut down. Oh, it had, it yeah. had shut down by that, then? I yeah. lose track. Okay, so... Yeah. So you're going to have that option. So what did you do in the spring? Did you just wait for shootout? Um, yeah, we pretty much did uh, wait for shootout. Um, once again, kind of throwing in the Wolves. Um, there was a lot of big names at the time in Young Lions. Uh, pretty sure it was me, Jen and Reyna, Cameron Bolin, Isaac Bevan, Parker Eatman, a couple other yeah. people. It was stacked. I remember that class. Those guys are all good racers, yeah. very good racers. And a lot of them are running late models now Yeah, but and doing well. Believe it or not, Tom, uh, my first year in that legend car at the shootout, we were able to finish second in the point standings. Yeah, you did a great job. You really drove well. Yeah. You're a very smooth racer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very patient. You don't tear up a lot of equipment. No. Um, And that's a compliment because the shootout tends to breed aggression. Yeah. (laughs) Because they allow it, which is unfortunate, but... You know, it's good for U.S. legends to make a lot of money off bumpers. Yeah. Um, so they they allow a lot of that sort of bumper tag stuff to go on. And, and you've just never been a driver that I felt like has gone off the deep end from an aggression standpoint. You kind of take what the car gives you. And I think that works to your advantage because somebody else gets in a wreck because they're over aggressive. You just pass two cars. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my racing style. I prefer, you know, um. I'm laid back most of the time, but when I need to get up on the wheel, I obviously get up on the wheel. But you could see, Tom, like, I don't like sticking my nose in wrong places sometimes. Yeah. I kind of just, like, wait for them to wreck out and then, you know, just pass them. <laughs> That's, you know, it's easier to pass them when they're standing still in the infield, right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, but it, but you certainly have the ability to go to the front when you, when you need to. Now, um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, the Legends car and your sort of evolution in that, you were with Stillwell for, what, one year, I think, or two in the Legends? It was about half a year. Um, I remember. Oh, half a year? Okay. Yeah, we kind of. Tell quick, I lose track. We kind of split from them after the winter heat. And okay. I, ba- I pretty much went off by myself with my dad. Oh, wow. Working on the car. Yeah, we had one guy with us that helped us. His name was Todd Cooper. Okay. Yeah, he, he'd work on uh, Modifieds at the time. He never really. Knew too much about legend cars, but it was okay. pretty much us three if my dad wasn't at the restaurant. So we grinded it out that we, that year and uh, made the best out of it. And so how did you do that year that you were on your own? Well, we finished uh, second in the points, how I said. Okay. At the shootout. And, um, oh, so you were you were by yourselves when you did that? Yeah, yeah, oh, we wow. were. Oh, that makes it even sweeter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh, really there's, good. I mean, for those who don't know, we haven't been to the shootout. So much of it is arrive and drive. You know, kids yeah. rent rides with established teams like Stillwells, who then do all the prep work and bring the car to the track and set it up while it's at the track. So basically, all the driver does is drive, pretty much, for most of them, anyway. Um, and so 
you were actually doing your own thing, so that's a great accomplishment. Daniel Wilkes, another one that I have a ton of respect for, because him and his dad did all the work. Yeah, his dad is true. not a mechanic, no mechanical background. And Daniel went out and just um, consistently way overperformed in the dad done car, yeah. as as um, as Dennis liked to say it. And so, so you were by yourself, got second. That's great. So what happened then? So uh, obviously that year, I think it was uh, the year after was 2021. Um, we were still in the legend car at the time. We did run the winter heat series. Um, I'm pretty sure we went off and won a, a race or two in the winter heat series in okay. Young Vine still. Uh, we won a race or two, finished pretty solid in the points. Nice. And uh, we ended up racing a shootout again that year. That year, we kind of had some hard luck and some troubles. So we didn't get, you know, the best. Uh, that happens. Best season, you could say. Yeah. We had a couple top fives, you know, but, you know, just kind of ran out of luck. Sure. Yeah. So, um,. Once the 2021 season was over, um, we uh, we joined AK Performance. Okay. Yeah. So AK Performance is a team with uh, Kendall Sellers. Yep. And Austin Hill. That's how the name AK is together. Right. Really good people. Um, I'd say ever since I joined them, you know, it's kind of just been like family. They like train me like family, and we all like each other. Austin um, Austin is just a really, really great guy. Yeah. He and his brother both. They're um, Georgia-based. And Austin, again, if you're wondering why I think I know that name, yeah, it's same Austin Hill that's in the Xfinity Series running for Richard Childress right now. And I'm I'm pretty much betting that he becomes the cup driver of the eight car in 2024 when uh, Tyler Reddick leaves to go drive for 2311. I think they'll move Austin up. You could say that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what uh, – it, it ought to be the plan anyway, yeah. if that's not what Richard is thinking already. But uh, that's cool driving for – so what's – do you spend a lot of time talking to Austin? Yeah, um, I usually will see him at the shop sometimes if he's there or if we had like a Christmas party or something or if we're having like a, a team shop dinner, he'd obviously come. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So um, how'd you do this year in the shootout? So this year um, we were we moved up to semi-pro, obviously. Really big field yep. this year, about 30 cars at max. Yeah. Um, we had a very good car this year. We were able to snag uh, two wins. That's awesome. And uh, a bunch of top fives. There was there was obviously some hard luck, like, midway through the season, you know. Yeah. You get stuck in the wrong places and kind of get taken out, you know. Yep. Now, you ended up, uh, what, second or third in points? Second. second. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't a shabby second at all. You were competitive all the way through. Like I said, you yeah. were very consistent. If you hadn't had just a couple of nights where things didn't go your way, nothing, I don't think there was a night there where you took yourself out of something you could have had it was basically just being in the wrong place to, at the right time yeah we all, we also got like uh five poles too so that really felt good yeah too. that was um it was amazing seeing you knock the poles off that's hard to do because those as for those who don't know they're spec cars there's only so much you can adjust on yeah. them so to go out and be that dominant for a pole you know really says something about the consistency of your driving i loved it <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah that's pretty awesome so a nice uh nice run there um and you know you really i thought even on the last night i watched you and 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 you know just a great performance you really have developed into a very good young driver thank you sir yeah very much okay so we're going to um step aside by the way um We'll tell you here coming up in the next segment how you can follow Lucas, and you should, because he's a he's a good young racer who's rising up the ranks here. We'll be back with more of him on Lead Lap after this. 
Love, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we wrap things up here, our final segment for uh, this show. And we've got Lucas Vera still in the studio with us. And we've been talking about this year's summer shootout that just ended here a week or so ago. Um, they do a great job of the shootout, too. It's uh, The last night's always fun because they have they obviously run the last night's racing. And then there's a fireworks display. They do an autograph session, kind of a meet and greet on the front straightaway for the fans that are there to meet Lucas and all the drivers and, and then do the um, um, championship awards or whatever. So it's always a fun night. So now that the shootout's over, Lucas, where do you go from here for the year? Yeah, so obviously um, it's kind of like uh, the second part of the year, you could say. Yeah. Uh, based on the National Point Series. Right. So um, I'd say what's uh, focused on us. I mean, we might run a couple single race events like okay. around uh, around here locally, kind of like uh-huh. like the they have the Southeast uh, Legends Tour. Legends Tour, yep. They like going to like Hickory or Anderson. I've yep. been I've been to Hickory and Anderson a couple times. Oh, so, you have? Yeah. How you like running those bigger tracks? I love it, honestly. Yeah. We we went to Hickory earlier uh, earlier this year in March, and we were able to snag a top five. Nice. Yeah. I like Hickory. Really rough, but like it's it just, is rough. It proves like you know who's, who's on top with yeah. the strength and how much uh, strength you need to use there because that place beats you up. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, yeah, because I mean, it, well, the the pavement's just old. It's been yeah. around a long time. I think Moses actually won a championship there uh, when it was new. Um, <laughs> they're about due for a repave, but it's very expensive to do that. So um, Anderson's an interesting. I always thought Anderson was a great track for the Legends cars. It's really a small track for late models, but boy, the Legends put on a great show there. Yeah, I, I really like that track because you know you can get a run on someone and uh, pick your nose and go inside of them. Um, <laughs> Um, we went there earlier this year. I finished third, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, I like that track. It's fun for sure. Yeah. So, um, do you know what your plan is for, uh, 2023 yet? Have you, have you gotten that far? Are you just trying to get through this year? Um, we're trying to get through this year first. Um, next year is obviously might be big. Uh, we're still planning on what we're going to do, but, um, I would say we'll probably run uh, Legend Cars for sure. I don't want to obviously move on from that without okay. saying goodbye. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll, do, um, we'll probably do the Winter Heat Series at the road course okay. since, uh, you know, I like doing that. And uh, might do the shootout again. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. But you're eventually looking to move on to late models, I would guess, right? Yeah. Um, late models is definitely an option. Um, so, you know, since I'm, in, I'm Hispanic, um What's really been um, craving me is going to Mexico for the NASCAR Mexico series. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah. they um, and they have a couple different. They have kind of a, a cup type series, and then they have a truck that's not quite the same as our Camping World trucks, I don't think. But it but it's sort of along the same lines. Yeah, so I was I'm I'm kind of thinking of going down there for that a couple of cool. races and doing yeah. the the truck series there. Yeah, that would be really interesting. So let's talk a little bit about um, you away from the track. Uh, first of all, what school do you go to? Um, I go to Liberty Prep uh, Christian Academy, Okay, which is in uh, Mooresville. And so this fall, you will be a sophomore or a junior? Sophomore. Sophomore. Okay, second year student. Um, and so what is your favorite subject in school? 
Favorite subject? Um, can't say lunch and you can't say gym. I was about to say that. <laughs> See, I took it away. You gotta, what's your favorite real subject? <laughs> I guess you can say uh, science. Okay. Science. Which would fit for racing, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting once you learn, like, you know, what the what the Earth's really made of and, like, all the science stuff about it, you yeah. know? Yeah, I like I like digging in digging into that stuff and learning about it. Physics would be a good uh, course for you because that's all about you know the setup, like setting up your race car and all that. That would, would be helpful for you yeah. to know. Yeah, if you get a chance to take that and public speaking too, if yeah. there's a course they offer because that's always helpful as well. Um, so, what do you do when you're not in class and not racing? What do you like to do for hobbies? Um, I like working out, uh, staying in fit. Obviously, you know, okay. got to be. Decent shape to be in a race car. Yes, you do. Racers um, are athletes, people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, this past summer, actually, um, I had a summer job. Oh? Yeah. What I worked at a Ford Performance Racing School. Nice. Yeah. I what was did you a, do there? I was a car detailer there. There you go. Yeah. Keeping so, them nice and shiny. When I wasn't uh, racing the shootout, um, I was working there. So Wednesdays, cool. Wednesday through Fridays, I'd work there and okay. Monday and Tuesday at the track. Okay, so um, first of all, before we run out of time, how can fans follow you on social media, Facebook, Twitter, give all your handles slowly? All right, so um, I have an Instagram account. I have my personal account, which is uh, LucasVera underscore 64. And then I have my racing account that I opened uh, recently, which is uh, just LucasVera Racing. You'll see my logo on the as the uh, profile picture. Okay. And then what else? Is that all you have? Is just no. the Instagram? Okay, go ahead. I have a Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook account for my racing, which is uh, Lucas Vera Racing 64. Okay. I like keeping up on that, too. Okay. And I do have a Twitter, which is, uh, I'm assuming, I think it's Lucas Vera 64, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so at LucasVera64 on Twitter. Okay, so now let's play a little um, little bit of, of rapid fire before we close the show here. So first answer that comes to your mind, okay? So um, pizza, pineapple or no pineapple? No pineapple. Good, okay, we agree on that. Okay, so um, favorite movie? Um, I'd probably say uh, Rush. Wow, he didn't say cars. I was really waiting for that answer. Car, cars, yeah, it was obviously in my childhood, but Rush. Uh, have you seen Rush? Yes, I have. It's obviously about the story yeah. of uh, James Hunt and yeah. Nicky Lauda. Yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, that was interesting. Okay, so uh, favorite music? Music genre? Um, to be honest, Tom, I like all types of music. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, well-versed. I like that. That's good to know. Okay, so you you can only keep three apps for your phone. Just three, that's it? Which three are you keeping? Um, does this count like messages and uh, phone calls? Well, no, because they're that's kind of normal okay. phone All stuff. Right. So three apps. Which three are you keeping? Uh, I'd say uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and um, Facebook. Okay, social that's, media. Would, well, yeah, that, that those three would uh, would figure. Okay, so if there were a sandwich named after you. What would be on the sandwich? What would the Lucas Vera sandwich look like? Um, I'm, I like a lot of protein and meats on my sandwich, so I'd say turkey, bacon. Everything's better with bacon. Yeah, turkey, bacon, lettuce, pickles. Pretty oh, much. see, I was with you till the pickle thing. You don't like pickles? I don't like pickles. Oh, come on. Do you eat cucumbers? No. See? 
I eat, I could eat cucumbers all day long. So are the opposite. And they're basically the same thing as a pickle. It's of the same family. But, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, well, it's been fun to have you, Lucas. We uh, wish you all the best in your racing this year. And we'll have you back again soon. We are done. Have a great week, everybody. So long. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of The Lead Lap Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of The Lead Lap Show. Thank you for listening.